Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me as always is the mutton chops to my Fu Manchu, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me, bub. That's what you think a guy that has mutton chops sounds like? Yeah, Wolverine says bub all the time. Oh, that's fair. He does say bub. Yeah. Yeah. Suck on that. That makes, uh, you know what, Nate Laux, you're just, you're my full mustache. How are you doing? That's like a guy with a mustache. Nope. Guy with a full a, mustache. A big bushy mustache. Yep. How are you doing, everyone? One with the, the like the curly Q mustache, like a like a. No, 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 no. I'm, no, thinking, I'm, thinking, of like, I'm thinking of one that like it goes over the side yep. and down a little yep. bit. It's, it's oh, like a, like a, almost Fu Manchu-ish. Yeah, like, like a 1970s. Yeah, very very big and bushy. Like a like like you drive a like motorcycle. Like they had a what are those like circles at the end? It'd be like. How are you doing, sir? Because I feel like that's a little more yeah, like fancy. Yeah, that's Ooh, a fancy one. I, Hello. I'm I'm, a, I've got I, my monocle. I'm drinking pumpkin ale. I'm going to tie a woman to train tracks. That's a good one, yep. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. They're, yeah. all, they're all the same person. Hey, guys, it's a movie uh, podcast that we're on right yeah. now. Go, go flix yourself, and thank you for listening. We talk about movies. We talk about some new trailers. Uh, we, we have random discussions about just anything related to movies. And we also love it when you pause the podcast for about two minutes and go to iTunes and, and review us and give us five stars. Mm-hmm. We, we love when you do that and Subscribe. tell your friends about us. I, I do want to I, I do want to correct my 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 boomer friend here. It's not iTunes anymore. So, it's I'm Apple so Music sorry. and I'm Apple so Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts. That's yep. true. That's I am, true. I am a millennial. Go, so, go, and, go and smash go that subscribe button. <laughs> and <laughs> on the MySpace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, give us give us five star reviews. Tell your friends. Tell people who otherwise wouldn't care about movies, and may, maybe we'll change their minds. We will change their minds. At the very least, we will annoy them. We have the power to change minds. The Bradford. power is yours. We will personally reach out to them and convince them to watch your favorite movie i will go to their house i will knock on their <laughs> okay, door okay well, well and nope. we're done no 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 little too far little let too far. him sleep in your house will you <laughs> can't i sleep over we can watch movies okay listen that's my, that's my new what character. is wrong with you people yeah let the boy sleep in your house this is my new character film frank film frank yeah does he have a slight cough that's what he sounds like <laughs> Yep, there it is. There's Film Frank's <laughs> famous call. So, would you like to watch some? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great podcast. But, Brad, on a serious note, real quick, who has been the delightful company that has decided to sponsor our podcast? God bless them. God bless tonight? them, everyone. Uh, well, you know, Ben, how do you feel about orchards? Oh, orchards? Yeah. I love orchards. Yeah. Now, do you prefer your orchards uh, nice and kind, or do you like an angry orchard? I prefer it to be... Don't care. Angry Orchard is the sponsor today, and it's their Peach Mango Hard Cider. I'm not going to lie. Pretty sure this is older than I anticipated. The flavor is not great. <laughs> Was it out of my refrigerator upstairs? No, this is from my house, and I, 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 I think it's older because I remember having this and it tasting better, and it's not great today, uh, but you know Wait, what? Like, how, how old are we talking about? Like 2017? No, no, no. no, no. It's, <laughs> it's a vintage? No, it's not like years old. I think it's just maybe like just a little bit past the you know the prime flavor months. So like I, I I I mean those last a while, right? They do. I'm trying let me see if I can see the day on the can. Is there not one on here? No. No, it's probably on the like package. Yeah, it's probably on the box. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I do know that the flavor of this one isn't as great as the one that I had last time. But uh I I don't like beer normally, but I do enjoy a good hard cider, especially if there are other tropical fruit flavors uh at a part of it. So this peach mango one does it for me when it's uh in the prime of its life. 
in the private life. Nate, uh, how are you doing, buddy? Like, what's new with you? You know, I'm I'm doing great, but I I'm bringing back a segment here that I'm very very excited Don't about. Don't call it a comeback. It's been here for one episode because <laughs> I forgot to do it last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to see it? See it. And we're going to talk about the movies that are releasing this week because we want you to know what you can watch either at the cinema. We're coming up on the end of spooky season. Or on the Netflix or the Hulus or yeah. something like that. Do you that? like how I also chimed in on the song? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. it, 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 it felt like you were kind of like on the coattails of Brad on that, but I, I liked that you tried. I liked the this echo, This is me though. being supportive, though. I like yeah. the Instead echo. of being like, guys, don't do a fucking song every no, time. I, I, did, I did appreciate you're growing and evolving, all right, and all right. that's all I can ask about. I you do, know, want, I do want to talk to you about what... What is coming out? All right. Hey, boys. What if I told you there is a crime drama film with Jessica Chastain and Eddie Redmayne coming out on Netflix on Wednesday? Would you want to see it? Uh, no, because I know what it is, and I've heard that it's not great. <laughs> uh, I should have gone first. I mean, it sounds intriguing. Is Eddie Redmayne going to go just full-on crazy pants? Hey, let me tell you what the title uh, yes, is. Yes, he is. Let me tell you what the title is, and let's see if you care. Okay. It's called The Good Nurse. It is not it called is. that. It is, and he is a serial killer. Yeah. Oh, pass. See? Doesn't even sound good. All right. Well, that comes out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another one. What if I told you there's a new super Wait, wait, wait what is this? What, what yeah. is no, that's, this, this? That's like, the segment. That's the segment. No, Sideshow no. salesman yeah. approach Hold to on. telling hey, us about hey, movies. Hey, Bradford. Bradford. What if I told you- Have you guys seen Entourage? Yes. Yes. The Martin Lando character. What if I told you that? Does that not sound yeah. like something you'd be that's interested exactly, in? Yeah, that's what exactly what I'm trying yeah, to do. Great, great. All right. What if I told you there's a new supernatural horror film coming to the cinema starring Virginia Madsen, Jacqueline Byers, Christian Navarro, and Ben Cross? Would you want to see it? Mm, unless it's called Candyman 3. No. I don't know who most of those. Do you want me to read you the, except for the Virginia there. Madsen is from Candyman? I do remember that. Do you want me to read you the the kind of uh, summary of this movie? The original Candyman. Yes, and she was absolutely a stunning knockout blonde in that movie. Yes, yes, uh, and now she's aged to what thirty years? Yes. Oh well, I'm in. This is uh, coming out on at the cinema. Oh, I know what this is. I, I, on yeah. Friday, October 28th. It's called Pray for the Devil. Mm-hmm. The Roman Catholic Church combats a global rise in demonic possessions by reopening schools to train priests to perform exorcisms. And one of them is a woman, and she confronts uh, a demon that seems to be, maybe ha- might have a history with her family. So this is in that... Halloween vein type of scary movie. Yeah, it's an exorcism movie. Yep. I feel like the hardest part about this little segment is that like these movies could be shit or amazing based on a trailer. And like, it, the, oh, you, you haven't see, seen the trailer? You can see production value. You nope, can nope. See, I'm you not know giving what I'm you that though. I know. I, I get it. Ba- so I'm only have to base on what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And, and I'm always probably going to say no. I, I no. I don't care. Well, you've been to movie theaters in a while, have you? No. Yeah, because I've seen this literally every time I've been to the movies in the past month. Yeah, it's 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 the last movie they're I pushing saw the it hard right now. Yeah. Bullet Train. It is one of those Bullet films train. that probably didn't cost a lot of money, and they don't have to make a ton of money either. You know, yeah. so they're hoping for a good Halloween showing. People are wanting a scary movie. Yeah, yeah. If they make twenty million dollars off this film, it only costs five million to make or something like yeah. that. You know, that's fair. So, all right. What if I told you? Boys, let's just call this segment. What, what if I, I told know? Because I've already created a theme song for it. Does that uh, sound something you do? You want to do? You want to do? You want to see it? See it. See it. <laughs> All right. What if I told you that there's a new romantic thriller film releasing on Friday, October 28th, romantic starring thriller? 
Yeah. Margaret Quayling. Jo, uh, Joe Alwyn. What, what, Alwyn. What, is, that, is that Taylor Swift's it is. boyfriend? Yeah. Fiance? Yep. Uh, new album, by the way. Um, wait for that song to come out in 10 years. Benny Safety, Danny Ramirez, and John C. Riley. Would you want to see it? And what if I told you that it won the Grand Prix at the 2022 Cannes Film Fest? It's just the Grand Prize. I think it's Grand Prix. It's Grand Prix. It's just a Grand Prize. Yeah, uh, well, that does beat my interest a little bit. You, you, you had me at John C. Riley. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I. You had me at Palm de Or. So, <laughs> yeah. Sure. This is a, a film called Stars at Noon. It releases on Hulu on Friday, October 28th. Mm-hmm. A young American journalist stranded in present-day Nicaragua falls for an enigmatic Englishman who seems like her best chance of escape. She soon realizes, though, that he may be in even greater danger than she is. The film, unlike the novel, which is based off of, which is set during the Nicaraguan Revolution, which, again, Ben can fill us in on the details, <laughs> is set in the pandemic era present day. So are, you said you are willing to potentially see this film. Now you're not though, right? Because I, I, I'm good. I okay. What about you, Brad? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I might give it a shot. It's got Margaret. I mean, it's got, it's got, it's got, it's got, it's got a good cast. Yeah. All right. Finally, last one. What if I told you <laughs> that there's a new horror comedy film releasing on Friday, October 28th, on the Netflix, featuring the voice talent of Keegan Michael Key, Jordan Peele, Angela Bassett, Lyric Ross, and Ving Rhames. And what if I told you? That it's directed by the same guy that directed The Nightmare Before Christmas, James and the Giant Peach, Coraline, and Monkey Bone. Would you want to see this film, Ben? You had me at Monkey Bone. I mean, I I, I think that you do want to see this. No, film. I do. Want to. We've seen the trailer <laughs> before. This one I do know, and yes, I do want to see this. Yeah. Yes, this is Style Wendell and amazing. Wild releases on Netflix on Friday, October 28th. Uh, listeners of this podcast will know we are very excited yes. about this film, I yeah. think. Looks so, great. all three of us. So Good stuff. Yeah. Yep. I, I believe it's actually playing in limited theaters right oh, now stop. as well. Nobody's going to theaters um, to see it. But it's, it does come out on Netflix this Friday. Have you seen it? No, not yet. Did you? You didn't get a press or anything. I right? do have a screener. I haven't sure. had time to watch it. yet. Brett, I know that we. The next segment that That's we it. do here is uh, what's the last movie that you've seen, uh, Brett? Have you seen Black Adam? No, and I haven't either. You tweeted about something. Somebody spoiled something for you. He texted us to complain about it. I think. No, I think he tweeted. I didn't about tweet it. it. Oh, you, you know, I don't want other people to get sometimes. Sometimes our text thread feels like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's really that depressing. Yeah, well, there's a lot of bitterness, a lot of a lot of bad jokes. No, I went on the 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 front page of Yahoo, and uh, they, they 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 if you could read between the lines, they spoiled the not, uh, end t- credits. Tell scene. me the headline. I mean, will that yeah. give it away? No, no, because honestly, I haven't seen it, so I don't. Honestly, spoil it. it's 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 Monday, and the person who is involved with the spoiler came out and said said it himself that was the headline okay so then so that's that unfortunately that's just the day and age we live it's, in it's, okay then so go, like, give it to me so go basically ahead. the headline said Re- hey uh, wait wait listeners that don't want to know fast forward 30 seconds, 30 seconds. go the uh star confirms superman will return and it was like all right so i clicked it because i'm like oh did henry cavill said that he's gonna be su-? and yeah it's like and the the opening line of the paragraph was like as confirmed by the end credit scene of black adam uh, but, okay. Superman will be played okay. by Henry Cavill, but like, at the same time, oh, okay, this is, is it like, Henry Cavill or Hen- Henry Cavill? Cavill. I, Cavill, Cavill, okay. But at the same time, this is I'm like, an idiot. 
like it would be a bigger story if this wasn't the credit scene in Black Adam because Dwayne Johnson has been teasing this ever since he said that he was going to be Black Adam ten years ago. No, and that's this. All this is this seems like the the easiest spoiler thing to like not get mad at, right? Yeah. But also, this is on the front page of yeah, and like it's it's the the fourth day of the movie's release. I thought that maybe they would have had a little bit more delay. That's all. That's all. I don't think that I, I think that it, they would have, but I think that like. Uh, they probably want that out there and the fact that like that Henry Cavill like wanted to confirm it and say like this is just the beginning you know means that like it doesn't feel like it's that big of a spoiler. Does this hap- Does this mean that though like the next time that there's a Marvel movie on the Monday after it's released you'll be like you know They'll find some tangential reason to be like, we can spoil it now because it's been the weekend. Is I, that, I mean, like, it's often are we trending that way? That does, that does happen. It's people. I think uh, oftentimes, if if nobody comes out from like the studio to like confirm it or anything like that, that that's what makes it fair game for anyone to talk about. Basically, is if they put it out there as like part of the official marketing. Sure. Then like that's when it's fair game. But if it's something that like people are trying, like they're they've preserved the secret and like they like they're no one's openly talking about it yet, then you try and be a little bit more secretive with your headline. You don't spoil it. Correct right me if I'm wrong, Brad, but I think Henry Cavill actually tweeted or posted an Instagram about it as well. Correct? Also, this is that, long- that's that's what it was. This yes. is also way longer than thirty seconds. So anybody. Tuning back in is going to be really mad. Honestly, it. doesn't matter. Hey, uh, by well, the way, I, I just want to listener. I want you to know I care about you. Black Adam is not getting great ratings. Have you heard? Well, it's getting great ratings from the audience. It has last I heard, it had a ninety percent score from audience on Rotten Tomatoes. It does. Yep. Uh, the critics were not as kind. Nine percent. Ninety. No, no, nine from the critics. Oh, is it really nine? No, it's thirty-nine. Oh, okay, well. Um, but but yeah you know i mean it's and it's it's whatever because of course now it's going back to the stupid thing it's like well you know what we made this for the fans and it's like motherfucker critics are fans too you can still be a good make a better movie Um, it's getting and granted i haven't seen it yet but like it's getting critiqued for a lot of what dc does though very uneven right the story's very uneven it just doesn't feel there, DC is not as good of storytellers in, a, in most a, of their films. I'm pretty sure there's like a big Marvelous. cryptocurrency ad in the middle of the movie. <laughs> it's like Space Jam all yeah. over again. Like McDonald's <laughs> is just right there. Black Adam is like, I'm going to destroy evil, but first, this Big Mac is amazing. Mm, yum. What is that special sauce? Well, my special powers are going to devour it. This special sauce is going to make I'm me Black Adam. shoot some of my special sauce. Okay, that's not what he says. How do you know? You haven't seen it. I saw it twice. I saw the scene. It leaked. It says, I, I'm, I, he goes, I'm not Shazam. And then he eats it. Good. <laughs> that's, that's the villain. So for, films, for, guys. Anyway, hey, guys. Uh, Brad, what did, what did you watch? Uh, so let's talk, let's talk about our assignments first. Yes. Yeah, because uh, I got to assign you a film. Yes, you did. You assigned me a, a, little, t- a terrible film. <laughs> stop it. And Brad assigned me a film. <laughs> this, this film is actually on many lists of the scariest films of all time. Yeah, that's and nice. I gave it to you because it's directed by a guy here in Laporte, yeah. John Hancock. Well, I mean, he's not here in Laporte, but he has made movies here in Laporte. No, he, he lives on Fell Road. Does he really? Yeah. Hey, well, down the street from That's a bummer arcade. for him. Uh, anyway, yeah, this is directed by John Hancock, who uh, the, the movie that you probably know best from him is Prance. Great Christmas film. Uh, yes, it is. It's is a pretty good Christmas no, film. It's a great. It's a Christmas great film. Christmas film. It's pretty it. good. I it's, love it with all my heart. Brad, it's, let's move on because I don't want to get my blood pressure up. 
Prancer. Wow, is Ben fine. loves Prancer. <laughs> I love Prancer. Let's just keep going. It's a Sundance Christmas movie, basically. It's like it's. Let's a, just keep going. So Prancer, uh, no, it's so it's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Uh, it is a 1971 horror film, uh, of course, directed by John Hancock, and uh, it's a premise that will be familiar to anybody who is like a horror fan today. Basically, uh, these. Um, these three people are moving somewhere because uh, the titled character, Jessica, uh, she's had some some kind of trauma, some kind of mental issues, and they're going to this like uh, farmhouse in the middle of nowhere so she can kind of unwind and relax and start to to feel better, you know, really kind of just check out from everything. Um, but of course, the, the, the small town near the farm uh, house is kind of weird. Uh, she keeps seeing this uh, this woman running around and it's freaking her out. And like no one really believes her because they think she's kind of crazy. And uh, uh, basically, as it keeps going on, it's, it seems like that there is something strange afoot in both in this house and around in the town. Uh, and that's all I'll say. Um, but this is a very familiar premise. You can probably guess from the description where this is all going. Um, I, I I can understand why some might appreciate this movie, uh, especially since it came out in 1971, and it, it was ahead of the curve as far as movies like this. I think. Um, but it also kind of feels like a, a a John Hancock version of Rosemary's Baby in a way. Um, and so like, it's, you know, there are some interesting things about it, but there's also some stuff that it's just, it's, uh, it's very 1970s horror. I, I do appreciate the score. Um, and I like, uh, there's, there's some moments that do feel genuinely unsettling. Uh, but otherwise this movie is generally just like okay you know it is john hancock's directorial debut too so i mean it was his first film but yeah uh it it is i i i was actually after i recommended it to you i i read more about it especially the legacy it has in horror film yeah and it is a love or hate film uh typically people really love it uh it it is again in that early 70s kind of rosemary's baby kind of type of film yeah um but there's a lot of people that think it's kind of cheesy as well. Um, yeah, and I mean, some of that is just because of that's that's how movies in the seventies do, do feel. You I feel know, like a lot of movies, like in the even 70s are. yeah, like there, there's plenty of people who, if you've seen, watching the original Halloween for the first time, you know, even though it legitimately still is one of the greatest horror movies of all time, there's some stuff about it that's still kind of hokey because of it, course it's 1978, you know. Um, but yeah, so I, I didn't hate it. Um, it for for a movie that is only an hour and a half, it definitely is. Uh, it's it's a bit of it a, felt long, did it? Yeah, it, it did. Um, but but yeah, you know, I I I'm I'm glad I saw it just for the for the history of it. Speaking of long films, have you guys ever seen Titanic? Ah, jeez, Louise. The horror was sitting through that. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Ben. What did you watch? Uh, I watched uh, I watched Unfriended. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. gave you that film? Bradford. That's me. Um, and it's one of those that uh, that I did actually see in 2014. That I didn't mark off the list because I was watching it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, you know the rules. You know the rules. So I, I watched it. Uh, well, of course you did. You watched it in 2014. No, no, I watched it again. Um, but I, I'm glad I did. I couldn't remember a damn thing about it. Of course. Um, and I realized that I went through the list that we little the little list we built here. There are a lot of movies with uh, titles like this. Where you forgot it, it just didn't pop up, yeah. right? Like it doesn't. Re- I don't remember that that was the title of that film. Do you love Ho- movies? Horror movies, especially though, they're so weird on the titles that it's like unfriended. That could be a comedy, and I didn't take the time to look into what it was. Yeah. Da da. Anyway, I am glad that I watched it again though, because it's basically it's the story of 
a uh, a viral video in 2014 that would be posted on social media um, about a, a girl at a party that uh, is you know drunk and and makes a bad decision and and then and then her vagina basically is posted all over the internet and then she kills herself and that's a real thing that's happening obviously you know these days with social media and the bullying and all that stuff so it's pretty poignant in that way and that was probably the first time that was happening um as far as the the consequences of of social media were were really being uh mined for horror films and it's it's kind of a found footage film mixed with like a What's called screen life, where it, it, the movie unfolds on computer screens as uh, these teenagers are having like FaceTime chats mm-hmm. with each other, and, stuff. and that leads that. Does that work for you? Do you uh, like the screen well, life type of? So, film? what's the movie with John Cho? Searching. That's the best one. Yes. If nobody sees Searching, Searching is the best version of that. Yeah. It's incredible, honestly. Like I've it's so it. good. I've not seen it. Unfriended is a, a movie in this in this genre or in this in this framework that does work pretty well. Honestly, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it's a bit of a whodunit because much like the Scream franchise, where they just become so silly with like now I think it's him. Now I think it's him. This wasn't as silly as that, but there was still a lot of like if one of her friends really uploaded that video to the internet and made her kill herself, which one was it? And clearly the, the killer joins their chat and then one by one picks them apart to say like who did it. And it, so it, it, and I love movies like that. Mm. It was really well done. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I won't spoil it in case anybody is in the Halloween season wants to check it out. There was a choice that they made later on in the film that I don't know that I loved, but other than that, I, I really liked it. Did you know there's a sequel to it? Uh, I, d- I found that out. Uh, the Dark Web. Unfriended The Dark Web. Did you know they're making a new one? Oh, no. Now I got to see The Dark Web, though. Unfriended Cryptocurrency. They're not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that. Oh, that. Well, Nate, doesn't that just tie into The Black Adam? The Black Adam. The Black Adam. <laughs> I'm now on the internet. Oh, let's good. go to the Google. Hey, Maybe? let's let's go see that new that new <laughs> the, Spider-Man the, the black, movie. The, the Black Adam. The one with the, the Is it the Dwayne Rock guy in there? Oh, I don't like him. I like the guy that can't see himself. What's his name? The Cena? He Stevie does the, Wonder. He does the make a wish <laughs> stuff. Uh so there's um if you're looking for another good screen life movie, actually, this isn't a horror one, it's a but it's a thriller one. It's called Profile. Uh, and it follows this British journalist who is trying to expose uh, a terrorist recruiter, um, and it, it's it's pretty effective the way the, they do it through. What the, year? Uh, 2018. Oh, a more recent version, because yeah. these were very popular in the like the mm-hmm. 2010 through 2015. But it, it came out in uh, it was made in 2018, but it uh, was released in 2021. It looks like I think. Nate, who made you watch a movie? You did, buddy. What did I make you watch? You made me watch Crawl. What'd you think? So Crawl's a 2019 film, I think, and it's it's all about hurricanes. Well, I mean, well. yes, but it's it's more about like alligators, uh, alligators than yeah. anything. It's like the jaws. I almost, of I almost, almost put up a fight with this recommendation because I was like, it's not exactly horror, but it's a what? Mon- but it's, no. but it, but it's a monster movie. It, it is. It is. It is. It is characterized as, because I looked it up, I was going to question it, I was going to challenge yeah. it with the judges, but it is actually a nat- what they call a natural horror film. Yeah. So it, it, this I, is, I this it absolutely under. fits. I, I, it, it does. I, it, I, it I agree is, to a certain extent, but like for me, I would categorize this as like a survival thriller. It, 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 there are some genuinely scary parts, right? Yeah. But it's more like jump scares than like uh, ghost scares, yeah. right? It's like not, to me, woo. yeah, to me like... Uh, 
I don't necessarily immediately think of a horror movie involving like nature being the biggest threat, you know, because like it also so like what was Jaws to you? Is it just a blockbuster? Obviously now, but like back in the day, they, I, th- they, that would be hard. That, that, they that's did say that's like, the reason. That's the reason why I didn't find it because yep, people hated because, it because people do call Jaws a horror movie. Sorry, hated it. Meaning I'm not going back to the beach. I'm not. I'm never oh, yeah, swimming yeah. again. It terrified them. Yeah. It, 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 exactly, and, and that is technically is, horror. Is like I'm not I'm horrified by it. But. Jaws, but it's in the same. Vein. So, yeah, it's, it's the same kind of same concept essentially in a way. It's, did you like it? So here's the thing: is uh, this film? Now here, hold on. I, I want to pause because you haven't said yes, Sorry, and that's that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes or no? It was fine. It was fine. It was okay, fine. so he didn't like it. So, no, no, no. It was good. It was good. You guys <laughs> have to understand. On, there are a few films I love. This was not one I You don't I have loved. to love it. You don't have to I love it. Enjoy- no, you don't- can, can I say- No. Say, so, no, listen. Listen. I don't like the metrics in which my you're blood giving pressure. me. I know. You don't like the matrix? No. The, <laughs> the metrics in which you're <laughs> d- telling me I have to enjoy a film. Let's say this. Did I enjoy the film, watching the film? Did I enjoy the film experience? Yes. Can I say that? Okay. But- No. I'm not budding it, all right? I'm just saying. Then don't start with, it was fine. Okay. Wait. Just say, I liked it. Because <laughs> you're like, it was I, fine, which which leads to I the don't know Nate, how to make you Nate, happy anymore. That, no. I don't know how to make you it happy. It was fine means, that's brand I that's try brand and try, and I try and I try. It was fine. Dinner is on when you get home. It was fine. <laughs> I, I try to tell you all the, the things that you the, like. I try to do all the right things, and I still can't say the right words for you. It was fine. Uh, how was the sex last night? It was fine. That's, that's what insult. you say all the time. So if I ask you one of the movies I recommended that Brad, by the way, backed up and was like, ooh, that's a good one, in the text thread, and then you said- Actually, you actually what I said was, fuck yeah, good movie. <laughs> See? And now you're going, it was fine. Fuck off. Fuck all the way off. It's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. You're Stop it. Sure. You it's are fine. so it flip-floppy fine. right now. This is a, it is fine. This is a great suspenseful monster movie. It's fine. I don't love suspenseful what? monster movies. Yeah. So what? So okay. What what problems do you have with it then? Are you gonna let me talk? Yes. You I scared am. of alligators? Yeah, I don't love alligators. No, I mean alligators are scary. But I bet you respect them now more, won't you? Well, no, because I went on a <laughs> rabbit trail after this. Like. Went on a rabbit trail after this on the YouTube's, and I looked up you know alligator owner reviews of this film, and come to find out. <laughs> this wait, wait, no, 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 no. Yeah, I did. No, you didn't I really did. This. I really did. Nate, uh, you, you looked up here. alligator it's owner like, reviews. Hold on, no, wait, everybody stop. You're telling me that you, you the end credits are, are scrolling or crawling, if you will. Uh, and I immediately and you, and you pause to... and we're like, you know what? You know what I want to know about their opinions? People that own alligators yeah, for no, real. No, no, no. What did they Al- think Alligator of this experts. Film? Yep. And I found some good YouTube videos that we can push, post in the comments here. Um, but here's the thing. Because I wanted to know, could this ever happen to me? Could an alligator <laughs> ever really happen to me? Because I watched this film and I started getting a little weirded out by the alligators. Well, I bet you if you get near their nest, they're going to fuck you No, up. they're not. Here's the thing, Bradford. Mm. Alligators, because there was a lot of like alligators opening their mouth to bite you underwater. They don't do that. All right? They don't do that. You know why? Because they would drown. But that's what makes these ones scarier. I know. All of this after I felt I you know I so I watched this film I got all terrified by these alligators then I watched these alligator academic experts talk about the behaviors the evolved behaviors of the alligators I'm like this was all a sham this you film know, is n- all n- a n- sham n- n- also, let, me, let me ask you whenever you watch a sci-fi movie and most of it takes place in space are you sitting there pissed at every single sound you hear 
a little bit. Oh boy. Um, but this but, segment's over. Did you, did you get really okay. mad at the shark from Jaws for eating a boat? Correct. Like um, the shark would never eat a boat. But here, listeners, let me talk to you for a second. So there's a question we've all had, and one of the questions that you've probably went to bed thinking about is, whatever happened to Barry Pepper? Barry Pepper got hired for this film, um, and he is in this film, and he does fine in this film. He's all right? good. Yeah, he's fine. I don't know. See, why. I, I've never gone to bed and thought, "Where's Barry Pepper?" Because I've seen him in movies, and I know. <laughs> oh, he's what an actor? Is he what, actor. Has he, what has he been doing? I don't know. He was in Crawl. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you this, though, Ben. I did get mad at you once, and when I was watching this, because I thought, "If Sugar the dog dies, I am going to hate you for the rest of my life." Hey, did you? Guys, so I don't know if you'd ever utilize this because it would. Uh, I, I wouldn't even if I did feel. The, Do you know what the, I also hate the about this film? Oh. As a uh, no, as the son of a concrete guy, there are no basements in Florida. Why is a, there, no, it's a crawl space. That's why the movie's called Crawl. There are no crawl spaces. Well, in it's also there, called there, Crawl because of the alligators. I know. Nate, yeah, but there, Brad, there are literally, literally, <laughs> shut. They shut up. can't. The water table, the water table in Florida is so high they cannot even build a crawl space in Florida. How it's high on is slabs. it? Sometimes they can. No, they can't. They can't. Sometimes they can't. You know what? The next time we have Mike Flores from Nova Basement Systems on this podcast. Mike Flores, will you please tell I him? I am literally going to ask him that question. Will you please tell he him? He has to be on pretty soon because he just finished all the Fast and Furious movies for the first time ever in his entire life. Flores. And now he just, every time I text him, he just texts back a, a family. That's all he says. It's very weird. But I will ask him to, a legitimate question about crawl spaces in Florida. I think that they do have them. The other question I had, too, when I was watching this film Did, is, wait, Hold on. You interrupted Brad okay, cool, a Brad. long time ago. Freaking A, Brad. Brad, what were you I saying? I forgot what I was going to say. I know you did. Do you remember um, what, I was ta- what I was getting ready to say? No. What, what Brad? Go ahead. Go. I say it. No, say I, it. He, say he, it, Brad. Say it. I literally can't remember now. I honestly don't even remember what I was going to say. Okay, another thing. I got other things that I want to talk about. Um, in this film is... As I was looking at this, so the film essentially is this daughter is going to go find her dad, can't find her dad, goes to this kind of vacation home. He's there, but he's in the cross space somehow. Uh, the alligator or alligators brought him down there, or he just was down there for some reason. It never really says. He was, no, it does say it. So it means um, you were on your phone the whole time because he was down there fixing a pipe. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, it, it just, like, but here's the thing. What I didn't like about it um, is, or no, what I, I didn't dislike this, but what challenged me was if it was the middle of a hurricane and I didn't know where my dad was I, and there were blood everywhere and there was an alligator, would you save yourself? No. You would save your dad? Yes. Even though it's such a big alligator and he got like really rough teeth? This got a little too deep. For what? Because I started. That's what I started wondering. <laughs> would, would I? Would I save the people that I love? Of or course, would I, you would. Would I though? The alligators are scary. <laughs> this is a silly, fun monster movie. No, see, I don't watch silly, fun things. I I just start analyzing and going, "Oh, what if I run into an alligator tomorrow?" <laughs> just walking down the street. Exactly in the port. I never know. Well, Get into a fender bender. Directed by John Hancock. Let, let me tell you this. I as I said earlier, I enjoyed watching this film, but you didn't like it. It was fine. <laughs> oh boy! Well, that wraps up what the hell we watched. What What did you guys watch this week? Let us know in the comments when we post this on Facebook. Maybe. Uh, so those were our assignments. Uh, I did see a few more things this week because I saw uh, uh, some more things for All the right. Chicago International Film Festival. You tell tell us your uh, 
tell us what you saw, and then I'll I'll wrap up with. Hey, the, I also uh, I also saw another film. Me too. So we'll go ahead. You do you do the, the we'll do a quick round the classy yep. ones. A quick, quick. Oh, <laughs> and then we'll do the yeah. what we saw too. Oh. Uh, so I saw. Spoiler alert! Mine has to do with Ernest. The importance of being one. Nope. <laughs> Scared stupid. Uh, so I saw uh, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Oh, so jealous. Uh, the sequel to Knives Out, of course. Please don't. Comes on Netflix. Soon. I'm not going to spoil anything. So comes on Netflix. Don't, soon. don't spoil good or bad either. It does I, I not come out know. on Netflix soon. It comes out on Netflix in like two months. It, yeah, comes, two out months. Out, it comes out in theaters in one month. There's no way you can for do this, a week but it, only. If it's bad, I don't want you to say anything. If it's good, I don't want you to say anything. No, he I'm already so told worried. us it's great. I am going to tell tell you. Yeah, I already. I told you in a text already. I didn't uh, read it. I loved Glass Onion. Oh. And possibly better than the first he said. What? Correct. I was I did not think Ryan Johnson could could outdo Knives Out. Uh, but this movie is funnier. The mystery is more complex. The way he plays with the narrative is is fascinating. The cast is outstanding. Everything about this movie, it, it just takes the murder mystery to another another level. It, it, it doesn't feel like he's trying to remake Knives Out or do something similar. It feels like a different kind of murder mystery because so, of what you say. There's another layer to it. Yes. Like an onion? Correct. Okay. I am so excited about it. All right. This. Yes. It is, it is very, very good. When I, does this hit theaters? Uh, I believe November 23rd. But Netflix in two months. Mo- November 23rd is when it hit theaters, and then I believe Net- uh, Netflix on December 23rd. Okay. No, I love it. Um, I also saw uh, Devotion, which is uh, a, a World War II or not, sorry, not a World War II, a Korean War drama uh, about Jesse Brown, who was the um, the first uh, black fighter pilot, basically. Um, and Jonathan Majors stars in the movie, as does Glenn Powell, who you will know as the douchebag character from Top Gun Maverick. But still somehow so charismatically handsome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so this it's a fairly paint-by-numbers uh, war drama. We saw the trailer war for this. Drama. Yes. And we thought that that's what it was. Yeah, it, feel, it feels, uh, I think it suffers a little bit because it is coming after Top Gun maverick uh the the story about jesse brown being the first pilot and like the racism he still has to deal with and everything adds a nice layer to it for me what elevates it and really made me dig it still in spite of that is that both jonathan majors and glenn powell are outstanding in this movie uh jonathan majors is very quickly becoming one of my favorite actors like i i'm now getting excited when i know he's, he's gonna so be good. in something and we'll talk he's a little bit more so about him good. in a little bit with one of the trailers we watched no both of the trailers uh, um, we watched. that's true actually yes you're right both of the trailers. um and so yeah so uh I, I i enjoyed this movie uh quite a bit and uh yeah i i uh i like liked it were those the two or did you watch more no i also watched empire of light um which is a upcoming searchlight movie it is a uh, a british drama and it stars olivia coleman uh colin firth is in it and it's uh this one is interesting because i like a lot about this movie but it feels like it's biting off a little more than it can chew um it's it's primarily set at this uh this cinema house called uh, the empire theater and it fo- focuses mostly on Olivia Coleman's character who uh, clearly has dealt with some kind of uh, mental trauma um, and that. But then it also focuses on this uh, young black character who is like in his teens and they strike up this unlikely um, r- relationship with each other, but it also deals with like what he has to deal with as a young black kid in like 1980s London during this time. It's very a very... Um, uh, incendiary time for for racism in, in in the UK specifically, but then there's also this part of the movie. The part that I really loved is there's this beautiful reverence for cinema and just like being in a, in a movie theater and that kind of thing. Um, and it feels like there's three different movies kind of 
competing with each other for the spotlight and neither one feels quite complete and the stuff that like i love the most doesn't feel like it totally jibes with like the the character stuff that the, it focuses with each of them so i walked away liking it for the most part but i wish that they would have taken like the cinema stuff and it would have been in a different kind of movie and like it would have allowed the other stories to be more complete and and that kind of thing so still liked it but i was i wasn't in love with it is there part of this because i i tease you a lot again we're all fans of cinema but i i think for you, Brad, there's there's also a little bit of panic's not the right word, but a little bit of um, worry about the future of cinema, especially cinema attending, because yeah, again, so many films are coming. Yeah, because like, some like my this. asshole friends keep talking about watching movies on at home. Uh, no, on my phone specifically. <laughs> um, but do you guys not fly? Was was what? there part of that part of <laughs> oh, that on a, on a flight? Yeah, you can just watch them on your phone. Was there kind of it. a sadness to the film to look back at what film was in the eighties in cinema attending? Well, no, it was still such a big thing. No, because honestly, at this time, at least this particular theater, it's not one that is like super heavily attended. Okay. You know, so like it's um the the theater itself like it has kind of like uh i don't want to say like a resurgence but like they they get a chance to have like a, a premiere premiere there and like it's a, a gala event for them um but like it's there's not much really much of a focus on that it's just the way that they talk the characters eat, talk about you know the the theater itself and like uh especially toby jones plays the the projectionist a great actor there is there is one particular line that he says that like I don't think anybody else will feel it like as 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 much as like somebody like me would, uh, but it is, it's one of the most beautiful ways I've ever heard anybody talk about uh the like watching a film like the more uh, by, beautiful by, than Nicole Kidman, <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's it's all all he does is simply describe basically how film works, yeah. But it's though it's it's how he says it and like it's the wording that makes it beautiful um and yeah so i, I don't want to say like, I, like it's not like it's a spoiler or anything like that but like I, i'll talk about this at different times in this place we watch drama uh written and directed by sam mendes so somebody yes. that's clearly maybe not his best film but uh clearly loves film in so. this yeah. place what are you doing we watch Nicole magic uh, that's not even in this he's AMC like, he's, theater, he's basically doing Chloe Fineman. Yeah, like, he's okay, not man. doing a great impression, we a but we let him. Time. We let him be him. So, Australian. Yeah. Uh, and then the last movie I uh, I watched um, is uh, Deadstream, which is a Shutter original. This is a the back to our spooky season thing. Um, and so this is a this is a really fun movie. Um, it follows what's it called again? Deadstream. It follows your prototypical YouTube streamer who has his own show, uh, and his show is basically that he does things that scare him. Uh, so it's like the kind of thing where he's always like terrified and freaked out about stuff. It's always a bad idea. Is it a found footage type of film? Yeah. No? Okay. Well, not found footage, but he is. It's it's, it, it's his stream. Okay. It's it's following his live stream. That so he's much doing. like the stuff we were just talking about with uh, searching. Kind of, except it's it's like if you were watching a Twitch stream. Gotcha. Uh, that's how it's presented. And so his his latest thing, and it sets up the idea that he ha- had some kind of controversy where like he was kind of canceled for a bit, but then apologized and came back. Uh, and his latest stunt, he's he's back, is he's going to stay overnight in this uh, haunted house in the middle of nowhere. Um, and so what unfolds is a movie that basically feels like a YouTube stream version of evil dead. Uh, and that includes the campiness and the humor and, uh, the, the appeal of what is clearly lower budget horror effects. Um, and it's, it's funny and, uh, the campiness adds that. Um, but for me, um, is I, 
as I was watching it, I I didn't know that I was going into a movie that was meant to be uh, campy. Like I, I thought that the portrayal of the YouTuber in question was like meant to be satirical and like okay, this guy he like he's clearly meant to be annoying. Um, instead, the movie was just very annoying. One well, no no because well, it's getting great ratings actually. Yeah so. no because it, it's and and honestly for me it's uh I. After after it was over, I appreciated it for what it was, but I also kept waiting because what I was anticipating was that the the movie the the, the premise itself that was that this guy set up this whole thing and it was not that it was like a fake like it was a thing that he was like putting oh, okay. on a show basically and then he was going to get caught up in real terror, but it is all real terror. It's just done in such a campy way oh, that it feels uh, like I, I was expecting that. Oh, this is clearly going to be a fake gotcha. thing, you know, but it's not. So, but, but once just didn't uh, have the budget, but yeah, but, but once it, there was a certain point where I realized, Oh, they're doing evil dead basically because like it was, it was just the, uh, you suddenly realize the presentation of it is like, it's meant to be campy. It's, it's meant to be kind of, kind of hokey in a way. Uh, so, but it, it is a lot of fun. So yeah, Deadstream, It's on available on shutter. I saw the movie bros. Um, oh yeah! Have you either of you seen it yet? Not yet. No. I, I I need to. It's uh, on my list. Uh, it's I, available on VOD now. Yep, that's I I rented it at home. Of course uh, you did. It was good. Um, <laughs> you haven't even seen it. I know, but like support- if you wanted to go see it in the theater, go see it, Brad. But, but I haven't had time. I've, I've, I've been going to also, an upscale no, film festival. But you're also shitting on him for actually. But seeing guess it. what? I have the choice. And I rented it. I paid money right. to rent it. I have the choice to watch it at home or see it in the theater. I'm gonna go see it in the theater. No, you're. You didn't see it at all. But I'm going to this week. <laughs> and I'll see it in the theater. theater. Yeah. And we'd be able to see it a lot more often if people would support these movies in theaters. Wow. You know just, what? Just the stance there. Yeah. See movies in theaters. You know what I don't like right now? I don't like your attitude. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what I don't like right now? Your attitude. <laughs> Podcast hey guys, over. You know what I love? Both your attitudes right now. <laughs> uh, so... I can tell you this. I, I was really. We talked about this film in a previous episode. I was very excited about this film. Um, it's got all of the things, the type of comedy I like. These kind of things. It was a good film. I think I went into it. You know, sometimes you go into, especially for me for comedies. I go into sometimes comedies really having like high expectations. Sometimes sure. more than any other film. Yeah. Um, and I didn't probably get the laughs that I wanted. It, there's some really heartfelt moments. There's some good moments. I felt it was a little paint by numbers at times. I, honestly, it, it was clearly uh, you don't you don't the, the one you know groundbreaking thing is you've got a love story of a rom com of two gay characters, which is great. Well, not only um, that, but the entire cast is composed of LGBTQ. Yep, plus absolutely. People. So you have that element. But what it felt like though is. Like and 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 again, really well done, really well acted. But but I, I thought at times it could have been funnier. Um, I enjoyed the film though. I laughed a lot. My wife and I watched it together. She laughed a lot too. Um, I liked it. I don't know. I think I just went into and this is my I think fault. Your not bar the film's, was just a little too high. Yeah, not the film's fault. I went into it thinking it was going to probably be the funniest film of the year. It was not, but it was still a very good film. All right, fair enough. Uh, I also watched uh, Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. Oh, you've seen Never this. Stop Never Stopping. Never Stop Never Stopping. Uh, you've seen on, this, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, of course. But uh, we were on vacation this last weekend, and there were a group of uh, us that hadn't ever seen it. Did they love it? Did your friends they love it? fucking loved it. Because I would have a really hard time if they Ru- didn't. Susan Swarner, friend of the podcast, was hey, Susan. at a certain point, I think, 
almost crying with laughter. Oh, like, that's, that's the response you want. And so the things that I forgot were, I knew there were cameos. Holy shit, I forgot. Oh, it's crazy. How every, many there are? Every single person that you would want to be in that film is in that film. What's interesting about that too, All now, of them. Ben, is some of the cameos are probably at the time you didn't even know the characters as much, but now they've gotten more famous, yep. so you see them. And they, maybe that's why they were more available then, yep. blah, blah, blah. But, and some of them were, what, seven seconds long? Yep. There, I mean, there are there are musicians in this movie that like people who make documentaries probably couldn't even get from yep. for, oh, for real documentaries. Yep. <laughs> it's just, there's probably, I don't know, 35 to 45 cameos yep. in this film. And they're it's all so good. amazing. Some are so long. Seals cameo, of course, is tremendously long. That's almost a bit part. It's not really even a cameo at yeah. that point. There's, but oh, that, oh, that, so many. That scene in particular reminds me. Like, there's, there, it's a, such a throwaway joke, but I love the delivery of it. And it's when they're having is that wedding scene, and uh, they they ask the wolf wrangler played by Paul Sherry. He's like, "Hey, can we we get the wolves to be more quiet?" And he just goes, "No." <laughs> such a good line. So. Um, there's a couple things in there that I absolutely forgot about and, tr- and just treasure that they made that into the film. I need to rewatch this because oh I haven't watched it in God, quite a, it's so quite a good. while. I just rewatched it a couple weeks ago. Um, but like, uh, so the guys from Lonely Island obviously are very involved in it. Um, but uh, one of the one of my favorite cameos is it Judd Apatow's dick. It's not that it was that was a joke. It was a rumor. It's a joke. It was okay. a joke. It was a joke that they made up. So in the limo. There's a scene where somebody comes up and wants to sign my tits, uh, and he wants to sign it, and he's not paying attention. And the next one is a, is a is a human penis. Uh, it's, a girl it's, who has to sign her boyfriend's dick. Yeah, and then it, it's like he's like ah, the way Andy Samberg looks yep. when he's trying to sign it and just kind of like prop it up and like uh, it, it was just so that part was I forgot how funny that was, uh, but also there's a the, I think that so we watched it with like uh, about twelve people in the room. Yeah. The funniest scene by far in the movie is when it fades to black and they just do the voiceover or sorry, the voiceover and the and the captions of the bees. Oh yeah. So there's a scene where it's just like in the movie it would be impossible to film because that would cost so much money. But instead it's like, oh, there's some bees over here. And it just fades to black and there's captions. Oh yeah. Oh, there's so many of them. Oh, they're attacking. Him, my flamethrower, and they just—they just. Oh my God! It's the queen. It's just huge. We have to kill her, and it's—it would be hilarious if it was filmed. But it's even more funny as a choice that it's just, and then it's like, did you get that to the camera guy? And he's like, no, you told me to cut. <laughs> it was in that moment. The people in the room laughed harder at that than anything else in the yeah. movie. It was so good. If you haven't seen Popstar and you watch this, uh, it might sound hard to believe, but uh, Chris Red had not been cast on Saturday Night Live. This is pre-SNL Chris Red. Yeah. This and he's was, tremendous. He is so funny in this movie. Uh, and I remember when he got cast on SNL, I was so excited because he was so good in this movie. I, I was like, Wh- who is this guy? Yeah. Wh- what the? How have I never heard of him? His eyes specifically and as we saw in SNL later he could do so much with a look because yeah. of that this is the first time we ever saw that man he got he got the crazy eyes yeah it was awesome yeah no all right 10 out of 10 watch pop star tomorrow love pop star hey we watched speaking of Jonathan Majors which uh Bradford brought up earlier we watched some trailers this week yes we're doing both of them double the majors double the fun and we're gonna start with so would you say it's a double major no oh uh, <laughs> Nice try, though. That'd be kind of a fun play on. Anyway, first trailer, I guess. But fuck you guys. <laughs> We're going to start with Creed 3. Uh, the Scott Stapp story. Uh, yeah. Can you take me higher? 
That's the, that's what that's this is the bit. Double major is not funny, but this is the fucking. What if? What if? What if? What if? <laughs> Creed 3. Creed 3, the third film in the Creed franchise, a spinoff of the Rocky franchise, a spinoff of the Rocky and Bullwinkle franchise. <laughs> hey, I didn't see Sylvester Stallone in this one. Oh, they probably fucking killed him. Oh. No, I think I do think he's probably going to be dead in this one. Oh. Uh, but yeah, so Creed 3, uh, this, it's uh, continuing the story of Adonis Johnson, played by Michael B. Jordan, uh, who was fantastic in the first two films. Uh, now he's also directing this third movie. Directorial debut. Yes. This is a big film to get your d- debut for. It is, it is. But um, also story by Ryan Coogler. Yes, Ryan yes, Coogler's so, still, still, still involved. There's still a heavy hand there, which is good. Yes, very, absolutely. Uh, and uh, I think this looks really good. Uh, Jonathan Majors is the new opponent. What, what a... Beefy hot Ooh, cake. Holy Seriously, shit. when I saw him lifting weights like that, I was like, oh my God, I had no idea he oh was my that ripped. Word. It's insane. Uh, so he's the new opponent. I like the dynamic between the uh, Creed and this character because it's somebody from his past yep. uh, that they, they have a history it together. It feels very rocky. Yes. To me, like th- this belongs in this universe. Yeah, absolutely. Because this is something that Sylvester Stallone's character would have done. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's from my past. I'm going to bring him into my life. You know, I have so much. He has so little. It's partly I'm responsible, clearly, in yeah. the trailer. But there's still ghosts in the past. Oh, kind of still God. dealing with. Yeah. yeah. It's a perfect premise, honestly. And like seeing uh, Jonathan Major's character in this in this movie, too, like it's just, it's, he, he does, he does so much. Like where the a role that seems like it's just like you know a, a run of the mill kind of performance, he he brings like something different to each one. Like he's the kind of actor he it's clear that he puts a lot into really transforming himself, just right down to his voice. Like it's uh, I I actually um, Jonathan Majors was at the devotion screening that I was at for the Chicago National Film Festival, and I was not expecting him to be so soft spoken. Like the the way he talks, his voice does not sound like any of his characters in any of his movies. So like, and I always love hearing when actors are able to do that because some actors, they pretty much always use their own voice unless they're doing some, you know, serious transformation. But Jonathan Majors really like just transforms so, so every single Jonathan time. Majors, Chris Pratt, two of the best <laughs> able to just like throw their voices, you know, that's if Jonathan Majors was cast to play about. Super Mario, I would be excited. Me too, actually. <laughs> so, when I saw, hey, it's me, Jonathan Majors. That's I'm your Jonathan Mario. Majors. <laughs> okay, good. No, as Mario. When right. I saw the trailer, I thought this. The, actually, the story does fit right, you, like you said, in the Rocky universe, which means for me, it's a little paint by numbers. You of know, of course. Um, so you could put in the best way. Exactly. You can look at that and say, well, you kind of know, I'm right? Excited, you kind of know where it's going. Name but me another to franchise. See Jonathan Majors and Michael G. That. B. Jordan playing Ugh. apart from each other. I mean, it's just if you are a fan of good acting Listen, and good action, this is no what you want. No other see. trailer could I could I watch a scene in which in 2022 uh it's well, hey, I'm coming up against something that I don't know what to do. And the the female character is like, well, I guess you better fight him. Tessa Thompson's like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, no, that yes, please fight him. Like, <laughs> yes, instead yes. of being like, this is okay, it's 2022, we don't need to fight. We anymore. need to talk about this. No, we like, need to talk fuck about this. that guy up. <laughs> I want to see that movie, and it's because there the stakes are there, everything's there. Like, I am so excited to see this yeah. film. Oh, it's so good. Now there is one downside. What to this? Uh, it's a little bit weird because I, I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, but every Rocky movie has come out in November. And Basically, this comes out in March. First Thanksgiving release. This really? Is out, this is coming out in March. 
every every Rocky every movie. Rocky and every Creed, every single Rocky, every single Creed movie came out just before Thanksgiving. So why do you think that's important? Honestly, these days, There's why is the, it important? It's the same reason that like uh, for originally Star Wars movies used to be summer movies. Then they became, uh, you know, December, December movies, um, and so I there's just a feeling uh, like it, it's just, it's it's mostly just a tradition, basically. Like it like it feels like the Rocky movies, Creed movies, they should come out around. So is this heavy-headed studio action? I don't know what 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 the decision is. I don't know. If March it, is not like this gangbuster month. I mean, that's the thing. Is like I think that maybe they recognize that they could probably maybe. Have an easier time in theaters sure. if they're like fair. the only big movie around that yeah. time. Uh, there might have been a production timetable thing as well. You know, I, I really I don't know what the reasoning is behind it, but yeah. If this but trailer you, is cut so well and it looks so good that I'll I'll see it in oh, the yeah. theater. This, yeah, this is no indication of quality for me whatsoever. But and, and if it comes out in November or or March, Nate will still watch I, it on his phone. I will accept it with arms wide open. <laughs> I see what you did there. With arms wide open. All right, so we did say double the Jonathan Majors, and we weren't kidding. We said double major. Well, it's it's a major double. I think mm. you said double major. And no one was a fan. Literally, we're getting emails right now from podcast listeners going, that's tolerated now? Yeah, someone just tweeted at me, um, Big Fat Fingers This isn't live. Uh, this is, is not live. Big Fat Fingers 21 is saying, who did the double major joke? What? What is this they, amateur not, Is that not, a guest? Don't ever have streaming. them back How, on. That's what How they are you literally just said are you, on Twitch. Brad, are you tweeting? Uh, Uncle Gunther on Twitter just, just said, uh, who's the guy with the terrible college jokes? I read it. Is that, he, he sounds like is a that monster. Arnold Schwarzenegger's uncle from <laughs> Killing Gunther? What? What? There's like five people who are like, man. <laughs> and you know what? I love you. And if you're one of them, reach out to me. I'll give you. Have a you guys? Have you guys ever been to Quantum Mania? <laughs> is it like Toyotathon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we did watch the trailer for Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Originally, we weren't because I didn't know this trailer was coming out. And I was actually excited because you initially assigned us Matilda. I'm like, yes, musical theater. I am in. And maybe we'll talk about that on a different episode because we'll have plenty of time I to talk about more movies. Matilda. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania is coming out next year. It is the third movie in the Ant Man franchise. It is the 20 movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh, and man, this looks. Uh, awesome it looks like the, the first film in phase five yes and this is uh they, they've said this movie will be begin the direct path to avengers the kang dynasty and avengers secret war so this is going to be a big deal jonathan majors is coming back uh as kang the conqueror you might know him better as he who remains from the end of loki but he's going to be a big time villain in the mcu basically will be the the next uh thanos level villain uh and he appears briefly in this trailer this trailer is big this is the biggest ant-man movie by far for sure oh yeah uh they get everyone gets sucked into the quantum realm uh there's a whole microscopic city down there oh i love the i love the visuals visuals it's are amazing just so good yeah this looks a lot of fun did you see this uh, trailer already or? so so what's interesting is uh they did play a trailer for ant-man and the lost quantum mania at d23 this trailer is significantly different from what they showed us uh, and it's even significantly different from the trailer they played at comic-con as well because there was not an elton john cue in it there's a, there's a bunch of quantum uh realm stuff that they did not show in those trailers um 
But so, the, yeah, this was fun for me to watch even because I was like, oh, shit, this is there's a lot of new stuff here. And I'm still not sure, again, as somebody that that, that likes to study and, and kind of think about where this is going, but haven't I've not read the comic books. So it might be following a comic book narrative and I don't know. But this is a different variant than the Kang from Loki. Correct. And so I'm I'm just really intrigued at where the story's going yeah. because the trailer gives you enough to go, man, this is going to be good, but I still don't know, <laughs> which is the best trailers, yeah. right? It gives you enough kind of a little bit of morsel to figure out, okay, I, I see a little bit of where it's going, but I, there's still so many unsolved and unresolved questions I have. I just can't wait for this. I really cannot wait for this. Ben. Uh, this is going to be so good. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence. I'm not, I'm not joking. Are you serious? I, I'm, I'm not joking. I watched the trailer, obviously. And uh, are you fans of the first two? Uh, they're, they're, they're yes, but but because they're these small little movies, they're these little things that you just kind of like. They're like you say they're fine. They're little appetizers for the MCU, and this feels like they're trying to turn Ant Man into a main course. And I hope they can pull it off. But that those characters, yeah. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Michael. Or what's his name? Uh, Michael Douglas. Yeah, th- sorry, Michael Douglas. He's a new actor on the stage. Uh, I've never seen him before. No, they're in there. You know, I think you'll find that you'll have a fatal attraction s- to. Oh boy, seventies and eighties now. Yeah, yeah. No, they're old. So I don't think Michelle Pfeiffer is as old as Michael Douglas. No, Michael Douglas is old. But you've got two very, very historically he was in gifted actors. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and I just don't know that. So it feels like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 meets the Eternals in that they're trying to build an entire world underground immediately with no other MCU characters in this, and that's going to be really hard to do. Wait, what do you, wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? I don't understand what you mean. Like, what do you mean they're building this entire world? So the, the Quantum Realm clearly has a shit ton of characters, right? All these people pop up, and they're they're like in a Star Wars universe under underground is what it feels like, but it's clearly in the quantum realm. Yeah, so what? I mean, just like the Eternals failed miserably trying to introduce so many characters. I, I, don't, I don't think they're introduced. I, I don't think these things that we see in the trailer are main characters. I, I don't know. Do you guys though think that if they could recut the trailer again, they would probably not include Bill Murray? <laughs> Well, I will. I, so he he had lines in the trailers that we saw. Oh, so they did cut so, some of so them. So I think out. so I think they probably might have cut some of them out. Um, but but yeah, it, I'm interested to see it, how that whole Bill Murray situation just, plays yeah, out. But. It just seems to me that they're taking uh, what is your friendly neighborhood Spider Man and then making him into a world ending. I, I thing. will say there is Ant Man was always meant to, in my opinion, of, was meant to be a very small story guy, and now he's expected to carry this enormous weight it's a lot man part, but part the, of that is because people do the paul rudd too right paul sure. rudd is a great actor that can carry this but there is a group of people that love the ant-man character sure so, well not only that but the 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 scale of ant-man has like it's always been, it, it's been hinted at it was in that in the second movie even in the first movie that there's there's something there's a lot more to the shrinking technology and the quantum realm specifically there's a second movie like obviously when you think about the fact that michelle pfeiffer's character came from that and she was able to survive down there there was there's clearly something more to it you know so like it was there was it was always hinted at i don't think i don't think it's on the scale of introducing something uh like as far as like as big as the eternals because the eternals has this like 
they had so much story to tell because of how long the Eternals had been on Earth mm-hmm. and Earth. But also, like to to that point, the, the quantum realm has always existed. So you're you're trying to but you build don't need, this entire lore and tell you everything the, about it. But the entire but the story isn't uh, isn't called like the quantum realm. It's sure it's called quantum quantum media, which but, is you know, but it's way not, different. But it's but it's not <laughs> but it's not focusing on those characters as the main characters in the same way that the Eternals were the characters who had been around for so long you're, and they had such a history. to All tell. I'm seeing from the trailers, you're seeing four very well known characters and putting them in a universe that has never existed in the MCU but, at length but I and think, then they're trying to make it work. But and you're, I, you're, I, you're always tough. putting every Marvel character into a world or a situation they haven't been before. You have to introduce new worlds. I think though part of the, the what this is going to answer as well is what was Michelle Pfeiffer doing exactly. when she was in the exactly. quantum realm? Sure. And who are the people she met she, when she was And she clearly there. knows all these people. Yep. She's, she's like, what are you doing? She's yep. like, you need to shut this down immediately. So like, there's some bad shit going on Yep, down and there. so we're going we're gonna to see what happened in the second film. We're going to fill in some gaps that they didn't answer. Yeah. But what I, the what I understand is this is going to open up the whole, you know, fifth phase sure. no, of the MCU. The, and so the, the, the whole like Peter Parker and Doctor Strange fucking around with the multiverse and creating a, a chasm, right, is the same thing with uh, Paul Rudd's daughter here, you know, uh, Scott Lang's daughter, doing the same. It's the same premise. It, we, we're fucking around, and now we're going to find out. And I'm like, okay, I guess we've seen this before, so let's see where this one goes. I'm just getting really kind of tired so for of me, the same thing over and over again. For me, the big draw this time is seeing Jonathan Majors as Kang. Uh, and I Because I loved him in Loki. I yeah. really did. And honestly, you don't get as good of a taste of him in this trailer as you do in the stuff that they showed us at D23. Because I will tell you the scene that they showed at D23 that they ended on was, it's kind of chilling in a way because just of how calm his performance is it's a little bit different from how he was uh at the end of loki Um, almost shakespearean in loki yeah and and this one he's he's just a lot more quiet and calculated like he like he knows everything basically because he's been around so much and he's done this thanos like right yeah and so this even even more like i don't know there's it's like you have to see it because like the what i really loved about it is what happens in the scene is ant-man it's he's meets Kang he's like he's like he's like I don't even know who you are and he's like but you just made a big mistake man he's like I'm an Avenger and he just lo- he looks at him and he goes he's like, oh you're an Avenger have I killed you before and like and like and Scott and he's like what and he's like I was like I'm sorry he's like I've killed so many of you he's like I just lose track and so like it's this you know it's a he's a fucking badass mm-hmm. character and Major's performance like I just I just love it just the the way he talks and uh yeah so I'm that that what has me that, that has me the most excited to, to give a little bit though I, I think Ben you're you brought up Cassie Lang I am I am a little worried and interested to see what they're going to do with her character. Though she, they are setting her up as a new Avenger, right? She's part of that Young Avengers. Yeah, her group. character is part of the Young Avengers in the comics, and, and so she, she she's going to be in films role. and be a part of the stories. Um, but that's a third actor, right? That they've had obviously different ages and everything. Sure. Um, I'm interested to see how, how how all of a sudden can she. Access, I don't know. The, you know, I I get some I'm of those questions. The, I'm I'm just on the fence a little bit, just because I've but, seen Guardians two, I've seen Eternals, I've seen uh, Endgame. Did you not like Guardians two? Uh, no, no. I mean, I've like every oh, these visuals are so what a crazy world build. It's like, well, I've seen that actually. It was called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume two, and that was incredible. It was mind blowing, and so was Guardians one. I've already seen this, so yeah. I'm not as blown away by like, wow, the quantum realm looks amazing. At this point, the MCU has built themselves up so much that it's no longer impressive. When I said that trailer did not impress me as far as like the setting, that's just it could have been anything. 
I want to see what they're doing with the story. And that's not exactly Marvel's strong suit. They're kind of paint my numbers as far as like there's going to be action and we have to make sure that there's enough comedy there. And it's this very balanced thing. We can't go too far in one direction. Everybody hates, you know, white uh, Taika's version of, uh, 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 the, the, where he's going with Thor, it's too silly. I didn't hate you know, it, it, well, no. The, the idea is, if you go too far in that direction, you're getting bad reviews. You got to keep the status quo, and I just don't like that for Marvel. I want more outlandish shit. Like the biggest splashback you've gotten has been from uh, Multiverse of Madness and from uh, Thor: Love and Thunder because it's not as universally beloved as it used to be because they're taking these directors actually allowed to take a few swings and the general audiences are calling well, them misses. I don't think that's the reason. I think Dr. Strange's multiverse of madness was not a thing where people didn't like, some people didn't like Sam Raimi's style, but I think the bigger problem with Dr. Strange, the multiverse of madness was that it had a messy story. And the same can be said for Thor, love and thunder. And this is coming from somebody who really did like both movies. Uh, I still like Thor, love and thunder, but after you watch it, again after you see it the first time uh it's still funny but the story is very, me- is very I j- messy i just well. don't love the fact that you can't like take swings yeah to, to like try to be fun or or silly with things it, I, I don't think that's true because sacrificing cause, like the the because again they're just always on your neck about like this has to be this has to fit the next narrative this isn't a standalone I mean, movie I think james gunn has taken you know he's taken, yeah no, he's I, done it the right way yeah, yeah. I, I think that there are that there are some instances where that feels the case but like james gunn especially taika waititi with Thor Ragnarok before Thor Love and Thunder that's that's that was very different for Thor that is the North Star for and, me and that, that, and that is... was a big swing um I but I think right now you know I haven't been the biggest fan of the the Marvel movies in phase four so far I I still enjoy uh aspects of multiverse of madness I love Spider-Man No Way Home um I think that you know um Thor Love and Thunder is is fine for the most part it's entertaining but then you know like some of the veneer uh, shakes off when you when you watch it again, um, and I but I I do think that there's something to be said about there. I think they're building to something, but we're not necessarily privy to what that is yet. And so some of the stuff might feel a little bit better after we get to a point where like things start to come together. Right now, where I think Marvel is maybe shining brightest um, is in their TV stuff because that's where they are taking bolder swings and they are trying trying completely different stuff. Werewolf by Night uh, is awesome. It's this very cool special presentation that has a black and white classic monster movie style. Um, even though I was lukewarm on She-Hulk from of the series the final two episodes of she-hulk were fantastic especially the finale was incredible it made my lukewarm feelings for the most of the first season um like worth worth it like worth sticking around for uh and so i think that and they have a lot of other exciting tv stuff coming too. ms marvel was another example that was that was great um so i i do agree that they're marvel marvel will always have a paint by numbers thing because this is just how superhero movies are you know it's it's, it's i guess it's the status my thing quo. is i'm getting a little tired of it That's so all. and you're not the only one i've heard i've heard plenty of people say that and especially because there's so much of it now too um so hey, I, it's i can only have so much chocolate cake guys well, I, I can have as much chocolate as I want to because I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> I, I will say, too, I think it's important to remember they're not inventing the quantum realm and what we see here. 
comic book fans will say, this is a world that does exist yeah. already. These are characters, and maybe not all of them, but many of these characters in the quantum realm already exist on the pages of the comic books. I already have so much uh, trouble finding out if the, uh, when they, they flash something on Star Wars movies where it's yep. like, it says like, Bagarn, and I'm like, is that a character or a planet? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, do I need to remember him or no? Do I need to remember him? A notepad? And right. I don't, I just, I, I guess I, I don't want to do I, that with the MCU. I think it's a, a valid critique. I saw the trailer. I was excited about the trailer. Yeah, I'm going to see the film. I'm excited about it. But I, I get it. I, I get no. what you're saying. I get yeah. it. I don't like it, though. The trailer? No, you. Oh, and well. your attitude and your opinions. And All right. It's time for our game for the day. We've, we just, uh, You have a song you want to do? Yeah, you have a little song? I can create a song. Yeah, you're going to have to because that's the rules. Let me think. All right. It's so hard for me right now not to want to... like to. to make you not do a song because Ben's so smug about it. It's like, oh, good, that's the I know, but I actually love it. Yeah. I just, it, but for me, I go into my head and I got to think about, you know, um, so you, know, you, know, you don't have to do a song. It's the horror quiz. Horror quiz. <laughs> it's the horror quiz. Horror quiz. It's the oh, key change. I didn't realize this is all I had to do. You could have been doing this for years. Yeah, buddy. seriously. <laughs> I thought like we always. I was like, okay, I had to take a famous song. I mean, to be fair, that was usually what we lyrics. did. But no. I like this now. Whole I new original like, song. Like, role play, heaven. Role play. Yes, that's role great. Role play, great. and that's all I had to do. <laughs> yeah, guess what, guys? I'm no longer scared. But you have to put your no. heart into it. Did you hear no. Nate? He put his heart into I it. I did. I did. I closed my From eyes. This, I went he, for it. he felt like he was doing like yeah, like this R and B like Ronettes version. From this moment on. From this moment on. I will never be scared to From do the game song ever again. It's so easy. But you have to listen to it. Fine. Yeah, he's got heart. I will easily. This heart is so and easy. soul. I apologize for always right. making it more than it was. I'm going to give you some questions no what, from. I got this. Uh, this is a quiz, and you guys can uh, buzz in. All right, whoever knows the question first, buzz in. This is about horror films. Mm-hmm. Trivia, essentially, from horror films. Yes. This is an easy, qu- uh, easy game we're going to play. Uh, ben, can I get your buzzer, please? Bam. Jimmy. What is that again? Jimmy. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Jimmy. Are you saying Jimmy? Jimmy. Jimmy. Chibby. Chibby. <laughs> Jimmy. And again, bad yours is. All right. All right. Here we go. What eerie film is created with coining, or is credited with <laughs> coining the notorious phrase, do you like horror movies? Bam. Ben. Scream. That is one point for Ben. The synopsis below most accurately represents. Um, just I want to go back real quick. Uh, <laughs> so the 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 question is, uh, do you like scary movies? And so that's why I was kind of thrown off by it because I thought that there might have been uh, a predecessor a that asked <laughs> if you liked horror movies. All right, we'll, we'll scratch that one. All right, the synopsis. Uh, below, no, he, no, he can have the point. He can have the point. I'll, I'll still take the point. got it. The synopsis below most accurately represents what horror film? A research team in Antarctica. Ah, uh, fuck. The Thing. Yeah. Correct. In which horror film does the phrase, the power of Christ compels you? I think it was you, Ben. It was, Ben. The Exorcist. What was a 1953 horror film remade in 2005 with Paris Hilton in the lead? I'm going to give that one. House of Wax. Correct. Nice. What horror film used the following tagline, in space? That's Brad. That's Brad. Alien. 
in space. No one can hear you scream. Correct. What is the highest grossing Stephen King Bah. film adapt? Yep. The Shawshank Redemption. False. The Shawshank Redemption was a box office flop. Stephen King film adaption to date. Chibi. Yep. (laughs) Chibi. It chapter one. Correct. Nice. What television series is based on a concept for an un... The Twilight Zone. Nope. Continue. Shit. What television series is based on a concept for an unproduced episode of The X-Files? This was also a film series. Repeat the question. Yeah. Even though I can't answer? Let, let, don't. Okay. What I'm going to do is this This television series didn't even, I don't even think no, no. get an episode. Say the what same. What I'm going to no, do. Say this, no, no. No, I'm going to make Brad this. Give shows here. Give, say the same thing. The exact same thing. What television series is based on a concept for an unproduced episode of The X-Files? This was also a film series. Think more about film series. Unproduced episode of The X-Files. Connected to film series. And it's also a film series. It was based on an unproduced episode of The X-Files that got turned into a film film series series. and a television series, but it didn't really last the television series. It's more popular for the film series. Uh, I'm more popular for the film series, X-Files. Yeah. I, I don't know. They were going to turn this into a TV series that never really got off, but it was the Final Destination films. It was based on an X-Files idea. Didn't know that. Nice. When Carrie takes the stage after her election as prom king, bullies Dowser and what animal? I think that was Ben. Pig's blood. Also, it's prom queen. What'd you say? He said king. I thought I said queen, but Pig's blood. What film was A Quiet Place initially intended to be a sequel to? Chibi. Yeah. I love that you're... The, Are you asking me, Chibi? The, yeah, the, because I don't know if this the is... The sound that you made was very, very much like... It quib- will make sense. Quibi? I don't know if this is if it's true, if, if this is the answer. But I don't know if it's true either, but I got it. Because I, I, I don't think it is, but I'm going to say Cloverfield. That That's exactly what I, 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 I have in this quiz here. Yeah. Which I didn't make this quiz, by the way. I found the quiz. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't think it's cool. true. Cool. But, all right. In the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, what is Nancy's address? 1428 Elm Street. Correct, but I didn't get a chibi from you. You know what? <laughs> 1428 Elm Street. You know what's funny? is The only reason I know that is because of the, the framed game. Yep. All right, last question. We're all tied up. Are I, we really? I don't know. No, what we're going to say, though. Uh, what is the name of the camp where Jason... Bam. Ah, shit. Camp Crystal Lake. Yeah. Betty wins! Yay! I did something by just being impulsive. Hey. <laughs> thanks for playing, guys. That I was fun. That was good. Just good Fast and Furious yep. horror trivia. Well, Fast and Furious is not a horror franchise, but. Tell well, that to Fast Six. Tell that to Paul Walker. Nah, that was one of the good ones. I should have said the bad one. <laughs> 
Guys, Nate, Brad, where can they find you on the online? I am on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. Also, SlashFilm.com. You can find me writing about stuff every now and then. Uh, please check out SlashFilm daily. Uh, check out our podcast, the 10 to 1 podcast, if you like the Saturday Night Live series of sketch comedy. And also, uh, at Look at Brad's Junk on Instagram, if you like finding out about snack foods, soft drinks, fast food, you're looking for some theater to, uh, snack to sneak into the movie theater, uh, just check it out. You'll find a bunch of, bunch of tasty things. How about you, Nateford? Uh, yeah, again, like us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. Uh, go also listen to our 10 to 1 podcast. We always enjoy talking to SNL and sketch comedy with people. Um, and again, if you're listening to the episodes, comment on our stuff. It's always fun to engage with listeners. We, our listenership seems to keep on growing. We really appreciate it. Yeah, You can find us at Nate Laux. Uh, find me at Nate Laux on Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, if you're within uh, a one-hour drive of Northwest Indiana, you can check out Full Tilt Arcade and Pinball. We just opened an arcade in Northwest Indiana. So if you're from Chicago or like, you know, upper into like Benton Harbor, Michigan or like, you know, West Lafayette. Monticello, Indiana. Monticello, Indiana. Take a drive. Come to LaPorte, Indiana. Come to Full Tilt Arcade and Pinball. We've got 19 pinball machines and more than 50 cabinet games. And it's my life savings on the line. So please support us it's a great people are talking really highly about it now, do you I'm guys proud have you. quarters full tilt lp.com it's on a card system do what uh, what are your hours uh, i'll tell you on full tilt lp.com <laughs> that's a great show thanks for being here which both games of you. do you have i love you so much except for you brad <laughs> we have galaga coming soon bye everybody bye Nah, cheating, eh?